to episode 15 of the podcast and today I will be talking to Ben Rosette and he's a multi-instrumentalist. He is a badass guitarist, a badass drummer. He plays drums in a band called Strawberry Girls and he also has a bunch of solo stuff that you can find on Spotify and I'll leave links to his stuff and um, Strawberry Girls in the description to this podcast and yeah we talked about um just his start in music we talked about uh life as a musician during a pandemic and yeah just into some of his influences and how he approaches songwriting and i don't know how you're gonna feel after this but i was super inspired um i was doing a bunch of research just watching a bunch of his videos as I prepared for this podcast and yeah after it was done I started practicing obsessively I was just uh, yeah inspired by his creativity and his technical skill on multiple instruments so yeah hopefully you get inspired by him too so enjoy episode 15 featuring Ben Rosette. the most important question um since half of the titles on booster pack are names of pokemon i gotta know what your favorite pokemon is <laughs> uh that's a hard question i think there's a lot of cool ones um i know like when i first started getting into pokemon i got a um, a holographic zapdos i think that's how you pronounce it yeah um uh, so that one was kind of always my favorite just because it looked cool um, let's see what else. I like Vaporeon. Mm-hmm. And let's see. Uh, Machamp is cool. <laughs> yeah, they're all pretty badass. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was a big fan of, of Charizard back in the day. Really yeah, I mean, I like Charizard. It's just, that was like the most popular one. So I was yeah. always like you know, trying to be anti that. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, I found your Instagram. I'm, I'm not even sure how I've stumbled on it, but yeah, I was just super impressed by all the stuff you were putting out and I had to nice. dive, dive deeper into your solo stuff on, um, on Spotify and the stuff you've done with eternity forever and strawberry girls. It's just, super impressive man thank you dude i appreciate you checking it out and listening cool and um so yeah um when did you know that you wanted to be a musician um let's see well like my family and all like all my siblings and stuff are pretty musical they all play like an instrument uh especially my mom and dad my dad plays like everything mm-hmm. so i was always around music growing up but it wasn't like i mean when i was young like in elementary school and stuff like 
my main focus was like trying to be a pro skater <laughs> oh, yeah. um which i think is like you know that's like pretty common with a lot of kids and stuff but uh yeah like it wasn't until let's see i was probably like 10 when i first um picked up like an acoustic guitar and started like learning chords and stuff and that just like really sparked my interest um and it was just i mean i took piano lessons before that so i was like doing some music stuff before when i was younger but it wasn't like i wasn't passionate about it and it wasn't something that i was like trying to do it was more like piano lessons just felt like like homework and like mm-hmm. something hard that i had to learn to do and it wasn't like fun music it was just like reading reading music and stuff and just learning like simple songs i mean looking back like i wish i was more into that because piano is like a foundational instrument and i wish i was better at piano mm-hmm. um but yeah it wasn't until later on because I, I took piano lessons when i was probably like six or seven and then when i was 10 started playing acoustic guitar and that was like when I first started playing acoustic, um, I just felt like it was something I could create on and like do my own thing. So it was like I was more passionate about it because I was like, oh, I can just like come up with like my own chords and own melodies and stuff and just like do whatever I want. So it was like it was more fun. Um, so, yeah, I was I was like 10. Okay. And was there like a specific band or moment that you can think of where it started to turn into something that you thought you might want to do more seriously? Yeah, I'd say like a few years down the road. I mean, I had been playing acoustic guitar and probably just like messing around with different chords um, for a few years. And then let's see, I had like a few friends that I would jam with. Um, And then I had like this garage band this band in a garage that mm-hmm. like we never even played a show or anything but i was just jamming with like some good friends i was probably like 12 or 13 and um this other friend came over that i didn't know him personally or anything but he was a friend of a friend and he had this little like recording device it was a fostex uh mr8 like did eight track digital recorder and that was like my first time being exposed to like multi-track recording and that just like sparked my interest and just being able to like layer different tracks and stuff um so actually like i had my dad purchase the same one on from ebay and so i eventually got the same recorder and then i just started recording uh, so yeah i don't know if i answered the question or not but <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's good and um yeah were there any um, I guess idols that you had back then, like guitarists that you were looking up to and you wanted to emulate their style? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'd say, I mean, like early on I was into like pop punk and stuff, but then eventually it evolved into like hardcore, like melodic hardcore, metalcore kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was um, like prog rock and stuff. I got super into the fall of Troy. I'd say like, they were a huge influence on my playing and uh, and everything. And um, yeah, I just loved how like in like the how the drums and guitar were so locked in with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, that just like you know it was the foundation for my playing. I'd say like Fall of Troy, Terramelos. I was super into like Norma Jean, Under Oath, a um, bunch of other. <laughs> early 2000s hardcore band <laughs> yeah um 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, what's your process like when it comes to writing songs? Because, uh, yeah, some of them that I've heard get pretty complex. Like you were talking about, um, guitars and drums locking in, um, yeah, Rare Jewels seems like a perfect example of that. Just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so... Yeah, uh, Rare Jewels was like a weird experiment because I don't know if you've heard of Conical, but it's like an Indian... Um, what is it? It's like... I don't even know how to describe it. It's like rhythmic vocal sounds and stuff. I don't, mm. Have you heard of that? I have not. So that's what that song is based off of. It was like a Conical video of these two guys doing like this uh conical thing i don't know what you call it but i just really like the rhythm of it and how complex it got and stuff so i just basically like sampled that and then like wrote drums based around it and then added guitar and stuff and so yeah that song turned out pretty crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like when you're writing songs do you just start with random guitar riffs or do you do you jam for a while do um yeah, yeah i'd say like most of my most of my songs are um just based on guitar that's like my main instrument of like trying to get this melodies in my head like out into the world mm -hmm. uh some occasionally it's like piano but rarely mainly i'll just get like a melody in my head and then i start trying to figure it out on guitar um and then it develops from that and then i like I'll track the guitar and Pro Tools and then um, just start like writing drums to it and then add everything else. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, I never try to like really uh, force it. I usually just rely on like melodies popping into my head and then going based off that. So I do go through like dry spells, I'd say of like there's times where I just don't really have any new ideas or anything and I just feel kind of stuck. But then like one day I'll just get like a melody in my head. And I'm like, Oh, like that's sick. And then I start figuring it out. And then you go ride that whole new wave again of like inspiration and creativity and stuff. So there's def it definitely like ebbs and flows. Okay, cool. And, um, how long did it take to put the booster pack album together? Um, that one's kind of like a, uh, compilation of like a bunch of different stuff like a few of those songs on there were like just old things that i made and then they were sitting around and then when i wrote like the newer songs like espion rare jewels starlight um clarion like when i started recording those then um i was like oh i should try to like <clears throat> add a few more songs to it and make like a full record um so yeah, like, uh, let's see, which one on there? Nine Tails is like an old beat that I made that was just sitting around. Mm -hmm. Actually, a lot of the, like, Tamagotchi is like, I've had that riff on guitar for a long time. I'd probably say like four or five years, maybe. It was just, I never recorded it. I didn't know what to do with it. And then eventually um, collaborated with my friend Gray on that song. He played drums. Cool. and um and actually the first two songs the mandalorian and blue eyes white dragon those are like two super old demos from my like one of my first bands in high school and i had these demos sitting around on my hard drive and then i was just like searching through my hard drive mm -hmm. 
because um, I have like a ton of music on there. And then I was like, oh yeah, I totally forgot about these. So I listened to those demos and then I decided to just like recreate them. So actually like the first two songs are probably like from like 2006 or something. So pretty old. All right, nice. Um, but I just like re-recorded them and made them sound way better. Yeah. Cool. And um, so what's your recording process like? Like, do you do it all yourself? <clears throat> yeah, I do everything myself. Um, I just have like a studio set up in my garage, so it's pretty convenient. I can just walk out here and work on stuff. I have like all my instruments surrounding me and stuff. So, um, I did run like an actual studio in California for like seven years, mm-hmm. um, where I just like ended up acquiring a bunch of equipment, um and all the gear I need, and then eventually moved to Oregon a few years ago. Uh, so now everything's just, like, in my garage. And I don't know, it's kind of convenient and efficient just to have, like, everything in one room. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, that sounds pretty sweet. And um, do you, um, I guess, like, you said you ran a studio in, in California. Like, did you study for um engineering or like what were you doing there kind of i mean yeah like most of my studying was just on my own like i would um like i said like i started recording when i was like 13 on like a digital eight track recorder Mm -hmm. so that was like the foundation even before that like i would use my mom's like little cassette recorder she had like this tiny cassette recorder with like a, a little microphone that she would use to like record piano and stuff because she she like can she also conducts like choirs and stuff so she would have to like record all the different parts for people so i used her like little cassette recorder Mm -hmm. early early on i have like a couple demos um from that but yeah then i started doing like the eight track stuff um which is like pretty primitive you can't edit anything really you can't there's like you pretty much just get one take to get it and then move on um but yeah and then eventually when i was like 10 or no uh sorry i was how old was i i think i was like 18 or 19 when i got pro tools mm-hmm. um before that like there was cubase and like fruity loops and a couple other programs that were available and that i used to record but pro tools is like the in- industry standard um so yeah yeah, I I guess I have a similar story because um when I first started trying to record stuff I was using a tape recorder. So mm-hmm. yeah, one take. You gotta get everything perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and there's like there's kind of a beauty to it and like Yeah. I don't know, those old recordings I mean they I don't know. I'll I'm ashamed of a lot of my early <laughs> recordings because they sound so bad. Like but I don't know, yeah. Like tape has a cool cool vibe to it. Mm. yeah and like you said it's different when you know you have to play the whole thing through you got to get it perfect you have to learn it on a different level yeah it's a challenge and it like makes you work a little harder now like with the power of like pro tools and editing and stuff like i mean i always i mean i always do stuff like section by section now just to get it absolutely perfect Mm -hmm. you know um but yeah yeah and um so yeah i've seen like a bunch of your videos and you have a b- lot of great guitar stuff but also some 
really great drum stuff too um you're the drummer for strawberry girls and um yeah yeah. like when did you you add drumming to your your arsenal so that was probably like i mean i i played drums like for my church growing Mm -hmm. up i was probably like 11 12 13 like i was on the worship team like playing drums the whole band and stuff um yeah i mean it was pretty basic simple stuff i wasn't like a great drummer or anything um but it probably wasn't until like high school like 14 15 i was like recording on my eight track and like trying to come up with cool guitar riffs and stuff and then eventually like you know i I needed i wanted to make like full product like full songs so i needed drums um my parents got me a drum set for christmas i think it was like 14 or 15 Mm -hmm. and um just started trying to record drums like i wasn't good like i had a difficult time like staying with the click and everything i mean i didn't realize it then but listening back it's like oh i'm completely like not on the click (laughs) um but yeah i mean eventually the more you do something the better you get so i just kept like doing that like trying to record songs adding guitar drums bass like uh, I even, I mean, we had a bunch of instruments laying around the house, so I would like record like mandolin and a bunch of weird instruments, like Middle Eastern instruments and stuff, um, piano. Um, so yeah. <laughs> nice. And um, do you have like a practice schedule for for like getting better at um, guitar and drums and I guess all those other instruments too? Like, do you have a set schedule when it comes to practicing? I wish I could say I did. <laughs> um, I mainly, I don't know. Yeah, it just comes in waves. Like sometimes I'll go a few days like without playing guitar or drums, mm-hmm. and then other times like I'll be recording and playing every single day for like hours. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. It's just, I mean, I have a wife and two kids, and we're both like self-employed, so mm-hmm. our schedule is just um all over the place. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I try to, I try to keep at it. I try to play guitar a little bit every day. Um, I probably take more time off from drums, just like when I'm not touring with Strawberry Girls or like playing shows or doing anything. Like during the pandemic, it's like I don't know. I mainly gravitate towards just playing guitar rather than sitting at the drum set. But mm-hmm. um, I do have like a couple of local guys that I jam with here in Oregon. So like I play drums for that, so we'll get together like once a week or something. Very cool. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, with the pandemic going on, has it been tough for you? Because I I saw that um, Strawberry Girls had a bunch of tour dates set, and um, yeah, yeah, like right at the beginning of it. So yeah, what has that been like? Yeah, it's been it's been a tough year. Like probably one of the hardest years in a while. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, like Strawberry Girls had, we were supposed to do a headlining tour for our new album, Tasmanian Glow, like um, this past March and April. Mm-hmm. And then we were like about to leave for tour in like a couple of days, right when the whole pandemic thing was getting all serious. And we were like, oh, wait, like, can we still do it? And then like we were, we kind of had the mentality of like, oh, we could probably still do it. Mm-hmm. Um and just make it work but then like 
the next day went by and just like it got worse and everything's like shutting down and we're like all right let's like postpone it so we postponed it to um august september of 2020 and we were like oh yeah we should be fine by then and then those months came around and then it was like everything still excuse me shut down uh and yeah so then we had to postpone it again to like march april of 2021 and then like we didn't think that was gonna work so then we postponed it (laughs) another time to august september of 2021 so we're banking on that hopefully we'll we won't have to change it again because lots of other artists have been booking stuff for like fall of 2021 so Mm -hmm. we're pretty hopeful that those dates will stick um but yeah i mean not touring this year has been hard like it's kind of weird because i'm usually on the road like three months out of the year Mm um you know then i come home for like a few months then go back out on the road so it's weird just like not having to leave again it's kind of nice like i i enjoy like spending time with my family and uh touring is hard it's like not mm. it's not easy it's exhausting like it's easier just to stay home <laughs> yeah um but i mean touring is fun like i i really love playing music for people um but yeah it's been been a tough year it's also given me more time to just like record music and put out more music and collaborate with people um so yeah that's what i've been focusing on just like trying to put out as many songs as i can Mm -hmm. and um yeah speaking of collabs are there any artists right now that you haven't collaborated with yet but you'd like to at some point yeah a bunch um I really enjoy collaborating with people. So, I mean, it would be awesome to collaborate with like all my favorite musicians. Um, like, I'm still waiting on a collab with Ichika. I don't know if you follow him. Um, like, yeah, he's insane. Yeah, yeah he's, he's totally insane. Like, and we, he actually messaged me out of the blue like two years ago or something. Oh, and wow. he was like, hey, I love your music. Like, um, we should collaborate. And I was like, yes, like that would be awesome. And then I sent him an idea and he said he liked it. And then like, I think he just got busy and then never did anything with it. So Mm -hmm. then, um, I ended up just finishing up that idea, which is the death kiss song on booster pack. Okay. Um, but yeah, then I messaged him like probably a year later and I was like, Hey, do you still want to collaborate? And he said, uh, he said yes, so I sent him an idea like a few months ago or something, and I'm still waiting to hear back from him, but I'm really hopeful mm-hmm. that one day I'll have an Ichika collab. Uh, it would be cool to collaborate with like Thomas Eric from The Fall of Troy, mm-hmm. um, Yvette Young from Covet. Let's see who else. I'm, I have a collab with Andos on in the works right now that I'm stoked on, um, and a couple other people and let's see yeah i mean like it would be cool to get some singers on some strawberry girl stuff like anthony green from circus survive mm-hmm. uh chino from deftones uh even like thomas eric from the fall of troy like that would be sick yeah and um yeah all of those artists are amazing but yeah it- ichika he's like 
one of those guys where I get almost confused when I watch him play because I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that was possible. I didn't know that was a thing that people could do. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, it's pretty insane, like next level stuff. Like he's definitely, I'd say like pioneering guitar and just like what you can do Mm -hmm. and how fast you can play. (laughs) Like, yeah, it's just crazy. Also, the guys from like Sean, Philippia, like, Mm-hmm. and like animals leaders all those guys are like doing some next level stuff yeah like uh tosin abasi like he's another one who just yeah. confuses me yeah he's crazy <laughs> i got to see him live probably like 10 11 years ago or something mm-hmm. and uh i think it was in oakland and uh they had their other drummer naveen at the time but yeah they just blew me away like seeing it live and just the technicality and stuff is awesome yeah all right so yeah it seems like you have a lot on your plate but you also have spirit vision records so um yeah what inspired you to start that so like when i was running my studio in california for like seven years i was like working with a lot of local bands and um i just made like a lot of homies from those bands and I just wanted to like help out the homies. <laughs> right. uh, I just wanted like, you know, with what, whatever little platform I had, I wanted to like also like showcase my friend's talent and stuff. So like the original name was just spirit vision studios. Cause it was just a recording studio. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually I wanted to start like, uh, you know, quote uh, sign bands or whatever, but like, I'm, I'm not like a traditional record label it's more of like a brand platform and i just help market bands okay um for like a small royalty percentage um so it's really not much but yeah i'm just trying to like help out friends and people i believe in like there's so many talented musicians and i feel like a lot of them don't get credit so um yeah i'm just trying to like help expose like other other talent and stuff and people that i genuinely like um and mainly mainly focusing on like instrumental math rock prog rock kind of stuff mm-hmm. just because like that's the kind of music that i play in my band stuff so it's just like familiar and i feel like i know like what to do with it and how to help it and stuff yeah. um yeah i mean i'm always open to like other other talent like yeah but i mainly most of the bands that i'm working with are just like instrumental like math rock stuff. Cool. And are there any other genres that you'd be like interested in experimenting with or that you, you play on your own sometimes? Yeah. I mean, I've kind of played around with a few different genres. Like, I mean, I grew up listening to like heavy, hardcore grindcore stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then eventually I started getting into like more melodic music. Like the fall of Troy was kind of a good blend of that where it was like heavy, but it was also melodic um, at the same time and technical. Um, so just kind of blending like all the good stuff. I mean, I listen to like everything. Like I, I listen to hip hop, R and B, K pop, uh, like grindcore, hardcore, uh, like indie stuff. I listen to, I like to listen to a lot of different things just to kind of stay up to date with like what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know like I did like a heavy EP uh finally because growing up like I was in hardcore bands but 
I was like, I was my recording production skills were like not that good. So all our recordings just sound like crap. Um, so yeah, a couple years ago I did that Genesis EP and that was just like, I just wanted to make some really heavy music that sounded good. So uh, that was a fun little EP that me and my friend Taylor made. Um, yeah, like I've had a few people ask me for more heavy stuff. It just it doesn't get as much like exposure just because it's more of like a niche genre, mm-hmm. and not that many people are like into screaming and like crazy chaotic stuff. <laughs> but um, I still love it because I grew up on that stuff. And um, so yeah, it would be cool to do more heavy stuff, um, even more just like pop, like R and B stuff would be cool. Just because like. I don't know. I like. I also want to make like commercial music, like that could be on the radio. Radio, you know, like just something that is pop and that like everyone could listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that would be cool. Like pop, R and B, even like hip hop and rap. I've done a little bit of that. I recorded a few people. Um, but yeah, more of that stuff would be cool too. Nice. And like when you think back or think about you all the stuff that you've done in music so far, are there any highlights that stand out? Yeah. I mean, getting to tour with like amazing bands, like dance, Gavin dance, uh, Sean, Polyphia, me without you. Um, so many other bands, I can't list them all, but, um, yeah, like that's been really cool. And, uh, do you have any, any like big goals for for the future? Or are you just uh, taking it as it goes? Um, I mean, I always ha- I always like try to set goals for myself, mm-hmm. uh, just to stay busy and stay active and keep creating. Um, like I'm not gonna advance if I don't keep working hard, you know. So that's kind of my mindset. It's like keep keep working on stuff. Like there's some musicians who are like, oh, like out one album and then wait 10 years and then put out another album it's like Mm -hmm. i yeah i don't really identify with that like i want to put out new music like every single month um so that's kind of been my goal for the past couple few years um is just to be constantly putting out music and um so yeah like when i first moved to oregon my goal was like put out one song per month um, and then that's what I started doing. Um, there's been a few months where I've like skipped just cause life got busy or crazy or whatever. But, um, and then there's been some months where I ended up putting out like two or three songs or like an album or something. <laughs> um, so yeah, just stay busy. I mean, like I really want to get back out on the road, um, 2021 with strawberry girls and working on a few other projects. I'm trying to get like a band together for my solo project so I can eventually like play shows mm-hmm. with that music and maybe go on tour and open for strawberry girls or something. I don't know. Do something like that. Nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't have any crazy goals. I think like I try to keep it realistic. Like, I mean, hopefully one day everything builds up and you know, um i reach like success or whatever but i don't i don't know like i want to keep making music and working hard like i don't want to just like be like oh i made it and then just like sit around all day and do nothing you know like (laughs) (laughs) yeah 
And um, yeah, I guess the last question, do you have any advice for, for young people just starting out making music who want to take it to a professional level, get to the point where they can tour? And um, yeah, like, do you have any advice for people who are just starting out? Yeah, I mean, it, honestly, like, it just takes a lot of time and dedication, commitment, effort, like everything, like, uh, there's no like cheat codes or anything to like just make it i mean some people do blow up overnight you know but it's kind of rare um so i'd say just put in the time like you know people ask me like how do i like get better at guitar I'm, like just play more <laughs> like play as much as you can play every day um at least you know if not an hour like a few minutes or something like anything will help just try to get more familiar with the instrument and um how you want to like you know move your fingers and everything and yeah it just takes a lot of time i mean i've like i said before like i don't have a, a strict like practice schedule or anything like that but i just try to keep it fun and like have fun with it like for me playing guitar is like um kind of like a therapy and i just like it's almost like meditation like sometimes i'll just kind of zone out like i'm playing guitar and i'll be like just zoning out um so yeah just i don't know for me like music and playing instruments is like a therapy almost like playing drums is just like <laughs> hit stuff as hard as you can get all the anger out <laughs> <laughs> all right. but yeah, yeah i mean just yeah put in the time like get serious about it i mean if you want to make music your full-time job in your life then it's like then you have to do that you know you have to like you know give yourself time to um, just do music and, you know, I mean, earning money from it can be hard mm -hmm. for a long time. I just played acoustic guitar in restaurants like bars. And, um, I played in like a sushi restaurant twice a week, a couple Mexican restaurants. Um, yeah. Like I did that probably for like three or four years and like, I made good money. I made tips. Um, and then I was also doing like the studio stuff on the side. And then eventually the studio stuff became full time. Um, so yeah, it's like, if you want music to be your full time job, you got to treat it like your full time job. You just got to do it all the time. And like, you know, jump in, dive in. Like, um, I mean, I know like not everyone can do that because there's like bills and all that stuff. And you got to have like your main job or whatever. Um, I've been blessed to be able to do music like full time for a long time. Like, you know, I've been playing gigs since like high school and stuff and making money that way from shows, um, selling merch and stuff. And then doing the whole recording thing was like my main income for a long time. Um, but yeah, just like, I don't, I don't know what other advice to give. besides just like do music as much as you can, if that's what you want to do. You know, like if you want to be a, a professional musician then like treat it like a full-time job like every day like listen to music play music try to get better watch youtube videos uh and just practice and have fun with it all right yeah that's awesome awesome advice and um yeah so that's pretty much it i really appreciate you doing this man
yeah thanks so much for having me dude it was uh it was fun getting to talk to you and um answer all the questions and stuff yeah thank you and yeah i'm looking forward to the stuff that you put out next it's just yeah thanks dude yeah we have a uh we have a new strawberry girls record on the way still uh mixing it and stuff but i'm stoked for people to hear that all right awesome looking forward to it all right thanks again thanks dude